0: Welcome to the Success in South Carolina podcast, where we will be hearing the untold stories of success from some of the top achievers in our home state of South Carolina. These neighbors of ours will also share their time-tested, personal philosophies and solutions to inspire us, educate us, and help us find peace, joy, and love, along with a purpose, a mission, and a vision for our lives. And I'm your host, Jonathan Peoples. Our guest today is a native to Spartanburg, South Carolina. She is the co-owner of A Boutique, a women's clothing and accessory boutique in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which has successfully held the award for Best of the Best Women's Clothing and Boutique in Spartanburg County. In 2020, she published a children's book entitled Maggie's Friend Otis, Bringing Awareness to Mental Illness in Children. She's also the co-host of my favorite show, Jenny Winnie and the Average Dude. Her energy is electric, her presence is powerful, and her sweet southern accent can calm a person's ADD. I can't wait to hear from her, guys. Welcome to the show, my friend, Jennifer Watkins, a.k.a. Jenny Winnie. Hey, Jenny. Here
1: I am. Hey! <laughs> I feel like I gotta pull in that southern accent a little bit, but I can't. It's me.
0: No, do it. Bring it. Hey, give us the real deal. What is it like growing up with the average dude, Daniel Allison?
1: Okay, I have to be honest with you. Um, he was, my, he's my younger cousin. He was kind of that little annoying little brother. Yeah. But that, what you see with Daniel, that is him. That is the average dude right there. That is
0: him.
1: <laughs> I mean, he. But he's always been like a best friend, a brother, but a best friend. Do anything for you. He's not. He and he's not average. You know, he's not average.
0: Right. Right. I love how he calls himself that. And you guys have both. Both of your stories are very intriguing, very interesting. You both have gone through transformational periods later in life. And uh, this through struggles and stuff. Can you share that, share your kind of journey, your struggle victory story with us?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, You know, it's like, it's funny too, because I just want to say this to start off. It's everybody, sometimes when you start telling the struggle, they're like, wow, I can't believe, wow, somebody else has that too. It's like, you think you're all alone, you know, but Mm. you're not. And that's why I think it's so great. Like when you talk to people about finding these things out because then people go, oh, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. They think, oh, she just that that just happened naturally. But no, you know, so it's like I was married. Um, My intent was to be a stay at home mom, you know, hey. And um, when my son went to school, I said, well, you know, I'd like to get out of the house. I did. I was a personal trainer. I thought this is it. I want to be a personal trainer. You know, got pregnant with my second child, helped my husband with business, learned a lot about business with him he had his own business it was a successful business um but you know when you mix drugs into that Mm. things start to diminish when my daughter was born i was like i'm no longer in the gym i still have i was still married and uh so i was like you know what i found a way i bought out my mom had started this little little kind of like a little storefront boutique and i bought out the person she did it with because i said i I think i could do something like this I, i i enjoy style i enjoy putting stuff together And, um, you know, then it got so bad with my, with my ex, I was like, I've got to divorce him to at least cut that off. I got to cut that off. It's draining everything. And at that point I said, I've got to be successful. I don't have to be like majorly successful, but I got to pay the bills because I got two kids at home and now I'm a single mom. And so that was when I said, okay, I'm not just going to be here for fun, like dressing up dolls. I'm going to be here and I'm going to learn this business. Because I have to make it. I have to make it. I've got two kids. And when you have to do something, when you've got two kids counting on you, when you when you're counting on yourself, even though like you might have family, they're like, oh, we'll help you. I don't I'm the kind of person I don't want that help. I want to do it on my own. I'm telling you the the boutique just really it it was a lifesaver because I put my energy into it. We grew it. It's been that baby that was in the back and you know, on my backpack, she's about to turn 20. You know, like you said, we've won best of the best. We've won that every year. women's boutique, women's clothing store. the The boutique has just grown leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds. We finally, two thousand and fifteen, we bought our own building. We remodeled it uh you know so that we quit paying that rent you know there, there's things that you can do you know that just keep building you keep finding new ways of getting that overhead down and getting that bottom line looking better you know but but that's the kind of short story of how i actually got to this place you know the long road around figuring out that hey i gotta make a success and when you have to when you you know you have to it's not a hobby you'll you'll put what you have to into it
0: yeah when you're back against the wall right
1: Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you look at your kid and you're like, I got to cancel cable and they're all like, what, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, that seems so minor, <laughs> but it's like you go from having a successful husband counterpart to all of a sudden you've got this mortgage and you're on your own. Mm. And it's like when you're on your own and you haven't been paying the bills, $1,500 a month, that's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You know, it it, it just really, it motivated me. It motivated me and I wanted to see it, to see it go. Now, growing the business and, and learning the business and every year I fine tooth that a little bit more, you know, I really do. Just my mom and I were partners, but we have two different business minds. And so when you combine those, it's like, you know, she has one way of looking at things. I like to see, I'm the bottom line person she's just like this is pretty let's order them all and i'm kind of like uh no i'm not gonna do that you know so i mean it's been it's been a a a journey but i I love it i wouldn't change it
0: and even even starting your own boutique has a lot of challenge or not necessarily starting it but building it up from where it was has a lot of challenges in there too
1: yeah you don't realize you know people go oh i want to start something and it's like yeah well there's a lot of little things i think even you and i've talked about this before like getting incorporated You know, getting that establishment, if you're going to be an LLC, do I want to be an S corporation or a C corporation? There's things like that. And I'm like, I'm the person that wants to know what are the benefits of each. So I'm also a hands on person. And I, and I've learned, you can do anything if you have to. I would Google it. I can, I started the corporation. I learned how to do articles of incorporation. I learned how to do minutes. You know all these things that you don't realize are behind the scenes. You know, you know, we sell clothing, but who orders them? You know, who makes a budget? You have to make a budget. You know, the sales tax, all these little things that are, that come into that, and just like you know, knowing what people want to buy, it's just every little everything you feel like is um can be a hindrance. Uh, but it's just to, to keep going. You know what I mean? It's just like keep going and learning. Keep learning along the way. You're gonna fall down. You know, get back yeah. up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's 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 really two halves that are kind of struggling with each other. One one half of it is just learning the stupid things that on the back end of the business, like you said, the the budget the learning to take the incorporation. And then there's the front end of how do I promote this thing? How do I get the right clothing? How do I get it out in front of people? Yeah.
1: I'm going to tell you, honestly, even learning to go buy. So I go to Atlanta, America's Mart, which is a three building, like 18 stories each that you go to pick out the goods you're ordering. So if you go in April, you're usually ordering for October. Hmm. And to to know what's going to be the next thing but when i first started i would walk into a showroom and a showroom is like all these vendors with different brands and i didn't know they would say well um you know cost of goods is this and usually we like to you know usually most retailers will keystone on it well if you listen to genuinely average dude i hate when i don't know what something means like when daniel and i you know prop plane what what's a prop plane Keystone, I didn't want to say, what do you mean, keystone? What does that mean? Uh, well, that just means that, you know, you buy something for $20. You keystone, it means you double it. You sell it for
0: $40. Gotcha.
1: But see, I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. You see me over there like, keystone, what is keystone? You know, but you learn those things. Yeah, whip out the phone and Google it. I'm the Google queen. You can Google anything, but, you know, or being intimidated just to go in a showroom, Um, you know, not because I didn't feel confident in what I was doing. Once you get that confidence, then it's like, no, somebody, a lot of vendors will pull stuff out and say, this is great. Oh, I love this. This is great. And I'm like, I, I don't like it. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't like it. I can't sell that. And they look at me like, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but you know what? It's like, this is my business and I don't want to be bullied into buying something, you know,
0: right. You yeah. Learn that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to stretch them. Like you have to start with lack of confidence. You can't wait till you're confident to start doing stuff. You have to start doing stuff even when you aren't confident. And then the confidence comes from messing up.
1: Exactly. That's it. I mean, just, you know, the confidence comes later. And now I know there's some vendors that just don't like me because they know I'm not going to buy. I'm going to I'm going to cherry pick it. And yeah. they don't, they don't like it, but I'm very, but that is my, bu- it's my business, it's my livelihood. Right. You, you can't, Daniel and I, you know, the, on our the podcast, we talked about being a people pleaser and that's bad when you're in business and you're buying goods from people. Cause you're like, oh, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I say, I'm sorry. I just don't like that. And then yeah. finally I got to where I'm like, I'm sorry. I was like, it's not like you made the clothing. You're just here wrapping it. You know what I mean? Right. your design. I don't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's not even that you don't like it sometimes. It's just that you don't think it would work with the That's people it. you're selling to, you know?
1: That's right. You know, I mean, because I look at these goods and I, I said, everybody, there's got to be a buyer for for everything. There's a buyer for everything. It's just that sure. you've got to craft what you can sell. I've learned this too. This is something majorly too. Is like, do not, if you don't love it, if you don't even like it, you can't sell it. Yeah, I mean, you just can't. It's like I have passion behind it. I'd be like, I like the way this looks. Otherwise, you know, it's just. And I can't lie to you and say if something looks good on you when it doesn't, you know. So mm-hmm. it's it's all about I think part of it too. Success is being honest, you know, being honest with yourself that like I can't sell that. I just don't. I can't do it, you know.
0: So you've been working twenty years now. This company's around, right yeah. around twenty years, I guess, or something. Yeah. Uh, what makes you continue to stretch, take on new challenges, you know, writing the book and the hosting the business show podcast, what, what makes you do these things?
1: Because I feel like there's still, there's just, there's always potential for growth. And in my mind, we get these ideas. It's just like you brought up about the children's book. You know, this is a women's boutique. My mom and I, we've owned it. We have, well, at, at one time we had five employees, but now we have, after COVID, we're down to four. But my daughter, she developed severe, severe obsessive compulsive disorder. When I say severe, I mean, it was to the point where it was, it's almost aggravating as a parent because you know, it's not realistic, but she would go to elementary school, couldn't hardly get her out of the car, just obsessed about me and this and that, you know, I started taking her to therapy once a week, it would turn into twice a week. And she said she begged me mom please homeschool me please and i'm trying to run a business and I said well okay i'm going to try, so I set up a little school in the back of the business at my office and um I homeschooled her and so one day i just didn't really have a lesson planned i'm gonna be honest i I don't tell people that story i'm just like i just have no i've got nothing today i ain't got math i've got no english nothing so i said listen maggie draw a picture of what you think ocd looks like like obsessive draw a picture and so i said that is your schoolwork of the day and she drew this most adorable little He didn't even look like a nuisance, but he did. He was like a little friendly monster, colorful. Mm. And uh, she named him Otis Chung Daniel. Daniel, not after the average dude. I don't know, but it was a D name. So uh, OCD, Otis Chung Daniel. I've still got her, her original drawing. She's probably about 11 or 12. And I said, this is so cute. So then I said, you know, so we started referring to OCD as Otis. Yeah. And Maggie would say, so even if we were driving in the car, just for an example, driving in the car, and the last thing she always had to say to me was "I love you." So if she, if I were to say, "Hey Maggie, do you want to stop and me to get you something at McDonald's?" Yes, I, I love you. I love you. We, we couldn't get, to, and I'd say, "Maggie, I'm not talking to Otis anymore." That's how we started referring to it. And she, mm-hmm. said, well, she would say, "We'd be in public." She's like, "Mom, please, Otis is just really, really bothering me." So I thought, wow, this is this is a neat way of talking about it, yeah. Without saying, you know, hey, obsessive compulsive disorder is bothering me today, mom. You know, yeah. And so I said, so I sent that little picture. You can send it to Crayola, and they'll make you know your child's drawing into a, a stuffed animal. And so wow. they they sent it back. So that's how we started talking about. It. Well, then I said this would be the greatest children's book, Maggie and Oats. You know, and so. Um, one of the customers that comes into the boutique, she owns a publishing company. And I said, I'm just, you know what? I don't want to be like, I'm pitching ideas to her while she's in the dressing room, but I'm going to pitch an idea to her while she's in the dressing room. And I did. She said, I think it's great. And I said, okay. And um, we went from there. And Maggie's friend Otis is literally a story of of maggie and otis but it's is taken right out of our life you know having to say i love you three times before we go to sleep you know not being able to function at school because she didn't get to say that last i love you before she got out Mm -hmm. you know those kind of things and the book was getting such steamway i mean i was like i was passionate about this i even thought i might i might quit the boutique for this because we were getting asked to speak we were doing these conferences yeah uh we met with um the uh education board in south carolina about putting it in schools
0: it's got a powerful message anyway because what it does I- at least from what you've explained is it takes some internal thing and externalizes it so now yes. i can talk about it and so many people that are struggling with things do the opposite sometimes they take something that's external something that's going on on the outside and they put it they internalize it and say well there's something wrong with me because of that's that
1: that's right oh god you nailed it and and honestly it's like you're a therapist because Her therapist said, wow, what you just did is what we encourage patients to do. Externalization. OCD is not Maggie. Right. She, it bothers her, but it doesn't define her. Correct. That's the thing. And, um, we did this great promo video. We had um, an occupational therapist that works with children. She came, talked about it. She said, even how, like we even developed like a little, a small Otis doll that we sold with the book where kids could look at it and say, okay, hey, you know what, this is, this is my problem. And it really worked for any disorder. Maybe they have, you know, ADD, maybe they have, you know, anything else, um, but it's not them. And that helped her so much. She is, my daughter, like I said, she's 19. She's a big spokesperson as far as OCD goes. She's not en- embarrassed by it. She's not ashamed of it. She's just like it is. It it's something that bothers me, you know, because it's not so internal cool. anymore. It's, it's not her. It's out there for everybody. Yeah, it's and, it, and it's and, it, and it's not
0: part of her, right? It's 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 a wow. That's just so powerful. It,
1: oh, I'll tell you what's pop. Well, for her. So when we started, like, kind of, I don't want to say touring, but we did a lot of conferences, and then they asked us to speak, and I'm like, "Speak? What do you mean speak? I don't do speak, you know." And uh, they <laughs> said, "No, we would. <laughs> we want you to. Um, this was a continuing education thing for guidance counselors, and they can get credit for coming to hear you." And I said, "What? I, I don't think so." So they asked us. We gave. They gave me a 50-minute slot. That was very intimidating, but. Maggie did it with me. We spoke together. And people, this one girl, I can't say a girl, she was a young lady. She's a guidance counselor, came up to me and she was ready to cry. She said, I, I'm so excited because I never knew, I didn't have a label for it when I was a kid. And I just thought something was seriously wrong with me. Mm. She bought the book. We were, it was just so successful in the fact that if it helps one kid, you know, and Maggie, that was ho- Maggie's whole goal was that she said, I just feel like we we've won already because so many people have come up and said, wow, this is exactly what we needed.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so funny how some of the the greatest things in life come th- that are, are born out of setbacks or out of yep. challenges or out of issues yep. that you find creative at what I'm sure that you were just frustrated at that point And you were just like, we got to do something different Yeah, or something different.
1: It's got to be. so, Yeah. And it, I don't think it's been done, actually. And you know what's funny is that as the mom, I'm one of these moms, too, that it's like, you know, oh, I'm a mama bear. I want to make it right for my kids. And Ma- my mother would say, well, just tell Maggie to stop doing that. Just what? tell her to stop. Uh, no. And this was my big thing is that whatever unrealistic thing she was feeling, it was real to her. Mm. And I, I always try to put my I, I'm a big empath. And I think if I thought that my mom was going to die, if I didn't say, I love you one more time, you better believe yeah. I'm going to say, I love you one more time. Yeah. As unrealistic as that is, I want somebody yeah. to believe me that I feel that way. Yeah.
0: And all of us have our issues. I think OCD is just another, it's just a very specific form of fear, right?
1: Yep. Anxiety. And
0: anxiety of some kind. So all of us have our fears of whatever it may be. And if we can figure out how to, take that fear and realize it's not a part of us. It's actually something ext. let's externalize it and deal with it that way. If we can take yeah. our fear and call it Freddie or call it Otis or call it whatever, it. yeah, you know, Freddy. and say, okay, Freddie's bothering me now. Yes. Otis is bothering me. I, yep. but, but if we think that it's us, it's not a part of us, it's you know, somebody has have have so many of these phobias or, and we call them irrational. It's because it's not rational. It's something outside of you. That's that your, your brain is just working in a weird way, yep. but that's not you. It doesn't define you. You can, you can, the the real you is different than that.
1: That's it. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, you see people and they have, you know, I'd the, the publisher I worked with and we haven't been able to, to, you know, COVID hit right as we launched. Cause she said, I really feel like this would be a great series for kids who maybe have you know, maybe who have autism, you know it's like Maggie's friend and we would already started working on a new character like she wanted Maggie wanted to do anxiety like Maggie's friend Annie and Annie's anxiety and how and, and the whole premise behind it in the book, you see Otis is like, hey, Maggie, um we're he's there at school. she's sitting there at lunch table. she can't hardly eat and he's because he's sitting there going, uh, we didn't say that last "I love you" to mom, and I don't really know what could be happening right now. You need to talk to the teacher about calling. We need to. We need to call mom. See? and yeah. then, but by the end of the book, mom shows up to pick her up, and she goes, "Wait, Otis is standing on the steps. Like, wait a second here. How did mom get here? You know, yeah. uh, she's supposed to not be." So, it, <laughs> and then by the end of the book, Otis is laying in the bed with her, asleep. She didn't say that last. I love you. And he's asleep. He kind of like he said he's not gone. He's still there, but he's not bothering. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, about Jenny winning the average dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's my favorite show. Love it.
1: Well, you know what? It's my favorite show, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You guys have super interesting guests.
1: We do. And I have to say, I learned so much from these people that we have on there legitimately. Yeah. It inspires me. It I take, you know how like you are just now talking about the book and you said, hey, you know what? We all have that. We can all take that and externalize it or whatever. Everything that we talk with these people about it, whether it's a therapist, whether they're uh, some kind of motivational speaker, I if I can take one aspect and apply it in my real life, when I say like my personal life, business, I'm like, man, that was so worth that hour just to just to meet another human being that has something great to tell me and share. Yeah, you know, and that really fell into my lap because that I was not it was not supposed to be genuining the average dude. Yeah, you know, it was conversations with the average dude.
0: So tell us how that happened. How did that work out?
1: Well, you know, I'm just I'm just loved, Jonathan. I'm just loved, and no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but Daniel, um he he had a guest his first guest had to cancel and so he calls up his his big sis and says jenny i i need you on there you know um can you please just do it because his is live you know he wanted to do this live and i said okay i'll do it i'll do it you know he wanted to talk about the book he wanted to talk about the boutique just different things that i've done in life well then you know some of the comments were like oh you know they enjoyed our interaction um i'm i'm not gonna lie to you jonathan I might have had to take an anxiety pill before I did that. It made me that nervous. Yeah. I was so nervous getting on there live. The first few times, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. I, it. I would I would almost dread it. I was so nervous.
0: Right.
1: So anyway, Daniel, he said, listen, people, they really like the way we interacted. They're like, you got to bring Jenny Winnie back. Jenny Winnie is just what he's always called me. His mom, my middle name is Lynn. And Daniel's father's middle name is Lynn. So I was named after my uncle, David Lynn, but they've always called me like Jenny Lenny, Jenny Lynn. But Daniel's always said, Hey, Jenny Winnie. And um, I've always actually said, Hey, Dan, if he called me right now, I'd be like, Dan, the man with a plan. That's what I said. And so, you know, (laughs) um, he's like, you want to do it again? And I said, yeah, I said, I'll I'll do it again next week with you. So we did. And then he was like, Maybe we could just keep going with this, you know? And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know about that?" But then it's just, I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, and like you said, it's like I get I get to meet so many new people. And we really I feel like there's really great information that from the guests that we have on there.
0: Yeah. When you're around other people that are moving forward, there's, and it may not even be something that they said, it may just be their energy that inspired a thought in your own head, something they, they said, just planted a little seed. Yes. So you may not, you may not even walk away from there with one tangible exact thing that they said that was like, okay, I need to apply this, but it just gave you some inspiration. It's, it planted a seed in your, in your mind that, that helps that's, that's sitting there growing for the next week. And then you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah all of a sudden, it breaks the surface.
1: You nailed that because that is so true. I mean, I'll I'll come away and I'm, as soon as we're like in the episode or whatever, I am charged. I'm ready to take on the world. You know, yeah. I'm like, what can I do today? I'm going to, you know, cross something off, do something, you know, make something happen. And uh, God, I, I, I'm with you completely on that. That's why. I, and I love podcasts. I love what you're doing. It's like people want to know like other people's stories because all we ever see is the end result. If we don't stop and get to know people, we're like, oh, well, you know what? She decided one day to open a boutique, and she decided to just write a children's book. That's nice. No, there was, you know, there's something behind everybody.
0: And everyone's stories are so interesting. We feel like that we watch a movie and we see the ups and the downs in the movie. We see the setbacks and the and the challenges in a movie. But Jennifer Watkins's life is a movie. And she mm-hmm. is the star of that movie. We so if we can just tune into people's, especially those people who have accomplished something, and figure out where did they come from, what have they gone through. Uh, I, that's why I love what you guys do because y'all dig in. You and get Daniel have such good chemistry. Y'all do amazing at that. Uh, I mean, I personally think that one of your favorite, one of one of my favorite guests you ever had on there was Flat Earth Dave. I loved hearing, <laughs> hearing some of that. Yeah, crazy yeah. You answer. know what?
1: I want a part two. That was hard, but you know what? It got you thinking. It did. I mean, you know what? Worst case scenario coming away from that. And I, we tried. It's real hard not to be combative when you don't agree with somebody. But you know what? It was fun, wasn't it? It yeah. was fun. That interaction was fun.
0: It's hard trying to wrangle that guy in, too.
1: <sighs> yeah, especially when he brings in his little groupies and they're all in the comments like, oh, poor little Jenny Winnie's in denial. <laughs> <laughs> what is that mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Jenny Winnie just had a realization and I'm like, I just can't even look at that right now. I'm just, it's going to send me off, you know, but Hey, yeah, that was fun. It was fun though.
0: Well, let's pivot here real quick. Cause I want to, I, I, I do want to talk about obviously success in South Carolina. We've heard your story. Yes. I want to hear what are some of those main keys to success that you've, that you found throughout your journey that you found throughout these struggles and challenges that you say, here's the two or three things that I think that if you can apply them to your life, then, then you'll live a successful life.
1: Okay, I think this definitely is, even though it seems hard, like, um, just like starting the boutique, and, because really, in all those things seem hard, and it's like, I don't even know where to start. My dad has always said, Jenny, listen, you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time. And I say that all the time in my life, with everything, one thing at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself with that huge, big picture. I'm going to work on this part first. And then that leads to this part. And it just kind of builds up a little thing. And then next thing you know, it's done. That's the thing is, to me, is just getting started, mainly. Get started and whatever you don't know, take the time and figure it out. You know, I mean, to me, for me, that's what part of that was, was figure it out. Another thing is that you've got to be willing to change with the way things change and grow. Just this past year, I started doing Instagram reels on, mm. uh, You know, didn't want to do that. That's not comfortable for me, but everybody, yeah. said, you have to do it for your business. You have to do, it. so be willing to change because things are changing. Technology keeps changing. You can't just be that same little store we started 20 years ago. So be willing to change, be willing to change and do that. And also if you have an idea If you have something that you're passionate about, somebody else will benefit from it. Somebody else, you can do anything that you're passionate about. So don't just start, just do it. That's what I have to say is just do it. Don't wait, do it. Now, I know people go, well, that's easy to say and blah, blah, blah. And well, you know what? No, I don't have the money or this. I can't just do me either. Me either. But I started I don't, you know, I didn't come from like, I mean, I don't want it handed to me. I didn't want Mm -hmm. to do this. I don't like to invest and just not know. I like the safety of things, but just, just start off. You can start off a little way and just keep growing on it and growing on it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to buy our own space. I thought, no, that's, that's a, a mortgage. You're going to have this, but you know what, that it is paid for itself. It has paid for itself over and over. Do those uncomfortable things. You're like, I don't know. It's the scare, it's the fear of the unknown that prevents us from doing a lot of things. Yeah. And really, if you just kind of just do it. It really works out. It really does. Yeah. 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 I
0: found that a lot of people, instead of just doing it, they'll create excuses for why they <laughs> won't do it. But I think that one of one of the practices I love to do and love to help people with is if you come up with an excuse and say, okay, great. I understand you. I empathize you. I totally get it. That excuse is real. Let's pretend for a sec. Pretend that excuse doesn't exist. Like you said, I don't have the money. Okay, let's pretend you didn't you did have the money. Yeah. Now how are you going to move forward? How do you do you really yes. you want to? How how are you going to move forward with it? Uh because it helps people I think that sometimes when we automatically right. throw up an excuse, what excuses do is is give it, it stops it creative gives thinking.
1: It gives us a reason to stop.
0: And then we, and then we don't even think creatively. We don't, but if we, if we think, okay, well, yes, I understand that's real, but there's gotta be some way around it. Then we can, our brain can keep working. Our brain is such a powerful tool that it can figure things out if we give it the allowance to.
1: Yeah. And you know what else too, something you said just triggered this for me. It's like when we give ourselves excuses and like you said, okay, I don't have the money. Okay. Pretend like you did, you had all the money. How it kind of also shows where your desire is. Do you really want this? Is this something yeah. you really want? You know, if somebody yeah. came up to you and said, here, here's a million dollars, I want you to do it. You're like, uh, you're just coming up with excuses not to, but when you're passionate, that's the thing. And it's like, you can, you can work through it. Like you just said, it's like, just, we give ourselves to me. I do it. I give myself excuses not to do things. Yeah. Um, But then also I sit there and go, man, if if I do this, so I look at both ways. What if I didn't do this? Then I'll never know if that would have been great and worked. Right. You know, I'll, I'll never know. The children's book, maybe that's just stupid. Maybe that's just, I'll never know if I don't do it.
0: And sometimes our failures are meant to lead us to those things. I think that every single person has this. You know, movie star type person inside of them, just yeah, waiting to get that. out. Just And that's part of the reason people deal with depression and anxiety is because depression is, it's a sign that you're not living the life you need to be living or that you should be living, right?
1: You're just existing, you know, yeah. you're, just, you're just going through the motions. And like you, when you just said about like movie star, I think we look at like all these successful people and we're just like, well, they had it easy or this but then you you actually hear their stories no it's not easy you know harrison ford didn't start off just hey we want you to be han solo he stumbled into that you know i mean Mm -hmm. just like doing things helps like you just said even if it's a failure even if it's a failure we learn from it and we move on i mean i try to invest in the stock market was it a failure like 20 years ago in my life absolutely (laughs) i learned from it though you know i learned I do it better this time. I do it better the next time around, you know,
0: I think that's, and in fact, I just gave my, uh, just gave a talk last week at at Clemson and my talk was about luck. Yeah. But it's, but I think that luck is if you go out there and you try more things, you get more lucky.
1: Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's like this. If you try something, the more things you try, the more chances you have of something actually nailing it. Right. If you don't try anything, nothing's ever going to change. Right. The life you have right now is, is exactly where you could be in 10 years. If you don't at least try something, it yep. might just be like you said, I mean, just doing something small. Um, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not anything grandiose. Maybe it's just about like, I'd love to be a bodybuilder or whatever. Well, go work out. Just, just yeah. do that little something small. But if you don't try, it's never going to change. You're going to be exactly where you are right now.
0: And I think all these things go hand in hand because you say be willing to change, but really, really be willing to change and just doing it. It's just about go, going, doing new things, attack things from different angles.
1: Nike, Nike nailed it when they said just do it. I mean, yeah. they, they they actually nailed that. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. that's how it is for everything. Just do it. Um, And I do a lot of that even in my life now. It's like I'll go. It's the uncomfortable but I'll just as soon as I take that deep breath, I always say this too. I'll pinch myself on the inside of the arm, just kind of like to get myself senses back. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go in and there and I, I'm going to go talk to the president of the United States. Like when I had to go meet with the congresswoman and the South Carolina Board of Education, I'm going to pit myself on the inside of the arm and I'm going to look, I'm going to I'm going to play the role, you know, and you yeah. do it. You just do it. And you're better for it.
0: Yeah. yeah you're I both. Mean, you're both just people
1: that's the th- and that's one thing that genuinely the average dude daniel daniel's taught me a lot with this he says you know what they're we're all just people we're all just yeah. people i'm no better than than anybody else just like the people that we see is so successful they're no better than us they're still just people they go to bed at night they wake up they they put their pants, put the pants on, on
0: you know? one leg at a time right yep you know <laughs>
1: we're talking about like first impressions um you know, I had a customer here for a long time, sweetest lady. And uh, one day she pulled me aside and she said, I, "I've got." I, she started crying. She said, I got to apologize to you. And I said, why? And she said, because when I used to come in here, I thought she just, you know, she probably is looking down on me. She seems so like, you know, like you're put together. And she says, but now that I've been shopping here for a while, she's like, you're crazy. You're just a normal person. You just like to cut up. You don't I mean, I'm not pretending. I have nothing to be pretentious about. She says, and I I misjudged you just based on appearance. And she mm. said, I'm just, I just wanted you to know I'm so sorry. And I thought, you know what? That it made my whole day. It made my yeah. whole day. But it also showed that it's like, be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. I don't care if I'm with, with the average dude or if I'm, like I said, if I'm with the president of the United States, he's gonna get Jenny Winnie. Mm. Yeah. You know, so that I think that a lot of times helps play off to your success. Also is being yourself. People like to know who they're dealing with. Yeah. So
0: Just do it. Get out there and do something. Be willing to change. Do something. You can only do, you know, yes, you may have this grand thing in mind, but you can only do one. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just one bite at a time.
1: Eat that elephant one bite at a time. And or eat the elephant one by, and be willing to change. Be right. willing to change with time because right. things change. We can't stay, you know, we can't sit there and hand write receipts and hand it to you. be willing to, to change. Definitely. And then,
0: like, and then 3.5, be yourself, right?
1: Be yourself. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, it's like sometimes I'll be with mom and if we're on a business thing and I'm like, mom, mom would be like talking. To me. And I'm just like, I bring it back down to real earth. You know, I'm like, <laughs> this is us is who we yeah. are you know yeah. so yeah be yourself you'll go far that way
0: yep. yep yep well let's uh let's shift here at the end i want to promote your <laughs> a boutique where can yes. people find you guys
1: okay well i've launched the website and then it poof, It kind of technical difficulties but right now you can definitely find us on facebook instagram our handle name is a boutique sc south carolina what sassy and chic but A Boutique you can find us. And that's also our website once it's fully launched is com.
0: And you guys, can they find it? Do you guys have, have a physical store that people can go into as well?
1: Oh, gosh, listen to me. Yeah. Duh. I don't know why I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, everybody just wants to be online. Yes, we are uh, 1425 Boiling Springs Road uh, in Spartanburg. So we're right off of just literally off of 85 on Highway 9.
0: And if people want to find your book, it's called, uh, what did you say? Maggie's Friend Otis?
1: Maggie's Friend Otis. And you can actually, we sell them here at the boutique, but we also sell them online. at uh, The website is maggieandfriend.com.
0: And Jenny Winning the Average Dude, live every Thursday at 11 a.m.
1: You can find that? Yes, live every Thursday. Now we, um, we're um we on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. You can watch it live on those uh platforms but also we download uh the the audio and you, on your favorite podcast platform you can just listen to it genuinely yeah everybody. if
0: you can't catch them right at 11 o'clock on thursday if you're yeah. if you're busy okay. during that time just download it listen to it later
1: yeah actually we're at 11 30
0: oh 11 30 aren't we oh, yeah. my bad you're right you're right yeah 11 30 every thursday yeah,
1: one job jonathan one job one one job but you know what See, this little small little failure makes us better because now everybody's going to be like, it's 1130. They remember it now.
0: Right. Right. Before they were they were wondering, just like me, if it was at 11.
1: That's right. So
0: 1130, it should be. You can get out at lunch. You've got no excuse not to make it a Thursday. You really
1: don't. You really don't. And I'll
0: see you in the comment section.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'll be there. Oh, Jonathan's always there. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Jenny, thank you for joining me. This has been awesome
1: oh i loved it i loved it thank you i mean you know we can just ramble and chit chat all day long but you know we have to actually call it a time
0: all right listeners let's get out there and make our world our country and our community a better place when you succeed we all succeed and as always this is a friendly reminder that the left lane is for passing so speed up or move over